Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mixed Reviews Podcast, After Dark. Uh, we haven't gone anywhere. We're just busy and lazy, so this tends to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I've also just been inconvenienced at every step of the way. Yes. Sasha had <laughs> many injuries. Oh, my God. I have lost audio. Can you say uh, words? Yeah. Oh, hi. Saying words. I mean, it's there. We'll make it work. It's fine. So why did you buy $5 headphones and not like 10? Because they're, they were white. Like that. Oh, okay. I believe that. I believe that. I've seen that happen before. I sent you a snap where I was like, it took me 20 minutes to find them when they were four feet over. And that's because the four feet over was just bare. Oh. Except for like one, like discounted one for $5. Oh, I have audio again. That's fun. Um, oh, cool. This will be a nice practice for when I get older and start losing my hearing. I feel like this will be what it'll be like. Oh, but- shit. Okay. We had like a, a lag. Oh. Yeah. You like just froze on my end, which well, is so weird because that's never happened before. And my internet should be the best that it's ever been because I actually have a wired connection now. Oh. So, okay. yeah. That's exciting. There's a, I guess it's just a giant, ugly 50-foot cord running through our entire house to my room. So, Sasha, you had That's a topic me. that you wanted to talk I about. I did. That you I did. you refused to tell me. You're like, I don't want to bring it up. I want to surprise you. Well, no, you told me. You said you didn't want to. You didn't want me to tell you until the episode. And I was you're, like, it's really not as exciting as you think. You're right. I was acting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hey, that actually leads in to the topic. Um, I wanted to talk about stunt casting. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I feel like I feel like I've been hearing the term come up a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like. It's always happened a lot, but I feel like especially in like the past five years, it has gotten so much more noticeable and like not in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it's it's just becoming way more of a topic of conversation. And we've both watched a couple things that have kind of gotten a lot of popularity for their stunt casting. So give me give me an example, because when I think of stunt casting, I literally think of a stunt man that comes in. And I just want to make sure that I am right. That you're not right. I'm not right. That is not right. Uh, no, so stun casting is like, it's, I guess, kind of a gimmick that you do when you're casting for movies and TV shows. And it's where you cast somebody uh, specifically to like generate media buzz and like hype around it. And it can oh. be like a broad range. So it's like, it's like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, where like oh. she's a big name playing an iconic character. And like that's stunt casting. That draws a lot of hype because the Margot Robbie fans are going to be excited about it. The Harley Quinn fans are going to be excited about it. Mm-hmm. It can also be like people switching mediums. So like Lady Gaga being in a movie, that's kind of stunt casting because people are like, oh, what is she doing yeah. in a movie? She's a singer lady. And SNL does this a lot with, like, uh, big public events. Like, they had Britney Spears on, like, right after her big mental breakdown. Uh, I think Lindsay Lohan as well when she was popular. Yeah, that's a live show, so I don't know if it works quite the same way. Where, like, for a lot of, like, TV, it's, like, for the people in the role, like, to be in a specific role. Okay. Uh, so for example, like the two, the two big things that we've both seen are huge, both on Netflix, the stunt casting of Evan Peters as Jeffrey Dahmer, and then yes. the stunt casting of Ana de Armas as <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. Um, and I feel like 
a big thing that you see too especially after the whole like superhero phenomenon is you get like these crazy ensemble stunt casts yeah i don't know have you seen any like the memes about like knives out too i feel like that's kind of when i've noticed like regular people who aren't super invested into like analyzing films start talking about it Mm -hmm. because when knives out 2 first got announced they were like we're like releasing a new actor that's gonna be in the movie every single week and now it's got this like huge like star-studded cast and it like became like this big meme about being like oh who's gonna be the new knives out it's the rock (laughs) (laughs) like just in like random people they're like oh david bowie's hologram is gonna be in the new knives out Um, and like even like they kind of joke with that with Dune too, where they're like, "Oh, Leah Sudeau's gonna be in it. France, Florence Pugh's gonna be in it. Francis, Francis McDormand in Dune would be good though." Francis McDormand um, is always good. She has yet to give. A but yeah, because like I saw, I recently saw Amsterdam, which it's like I have the poster. It's it's right there, and like you can see, it's just the cast of like all A list celebrities, and like to do what? Just they're basically just there to like be in the movie. And, like, I know, the, I feel like the best time they used it in this kind of way, because this way is, Amsterdam, I feel like, is more pretentious about it, but James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, where they had this star-studded cast and then, like, killed them all off in, in the first ten minutes. Like, that was a fun, like, this is, like, you know, twist on it. Or this is it, just, yeah. yeah, where this is, like, you can tell it's going to be that, but it keeps drawing it out like it's not going to be that. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, okay. But, yeah. I don't, I'm not mad about it, because there are definitely actors that I follow. Like, I'll follow anything James McAvoy is in. As soon as I find out he's in something, I'm gonna go watch it, whether it's trash or not. Um, But a lot of them, like, remember when they used to hire actors for their talent? So I feel like James McAvoy is a bad example, because he truly is a very talented individual. (laughs) Yeah, I get what you're saying, though. (laughs) I should also preface that um, stunt stunt casting is not always a bad thing. I'm just. I've just noticed in the fact, like most things in movies, when a trope and a gimmick becomes more common, it becomes more it's clumsy. It's done by everybody. Should we take Should we take a minute, since you mentioned it, and I, I did not view it as a stunt casting thing, because in my opinion, Ana de Armas isn't that big of a name just yet. She was a Bond girl for a hot second. Barely, but, yeah. But, but not a lot of people know about her. But when you and I fell on her radar, yeah. we both are in love with her. But when we found out about Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe was like, what the hell is well, this? Well, I feel like that's kind of why it could be perceived as stunt casting. Because the two the two types of people I feel like who are like looking at Ana de Armas right now are people like you and me who yeah. are fans of her. And like, yeah, I'm going to watch everything that she does because yeah. she's gorgeous and I like I like to see her in movies yeah. and I like to see her boobs and they're always <laughs> there too. <laughs> she also is a really, she's a really good actress, but, um, she is really good, but she is fighting with that accent. So you, oh, can, yeah. you can like have her play an American role model. Yeah. I'll, I'll get into that in a second. That's, that's a whole conversation, <laughs> but I feel like the other flip side is, which can also be a way of stunt casting is like a rising star playing an iconic person. Yeah. Um, which is like 
kind of what Star Wars tried to do when they like released those open castings for the new movies. Yeah. And they tried to pitch it as like we it's like we want an unknown. And like that literally is just to generate all this buzz for it. Because like, yeah, random people were just <laughs> sending in audition tapes thinking that like maybe this is my shot. Maybe I'm going to be in Star Wars. And it was never an opportunity. <laughs> well, no. Yeah. They're not going to look at somebody who has no agent, no real and no resume. <laughs> The use of the word open casting is very, very generous. Yeah. In that sense. But yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Evan Peters is like a character actor, but keeps getting like stunt casted, which I think is a weird contrast. But I guess he he's a weird He's just a weird guy, it seems like. He doesn't he doesn't fit a mold with I never look at a role and be like, this would be great for Evan Peters. Like he's very much yeah. just an everything kind of guy. He's he shows up, he does his lines very servicely, he understands the character, and then he leaves and collects a check. Like that's that's his yeah. vibe. I think there was like a rumor that the only reason he does big budget stuff like American Horror Story and shit is to do smaller, like more nuanced roles. Mm-hmm. I haven't kept up much with his filmography, even though I would consider myself, I guess, a fan of him. But I haven't seen him being any being anything that's not relatively in the spotlight. I I do just think that, like, I already talked to you about this off camera, but like the whole messaging of it being like, this is about the victims, but then you cast the one guy who's notoriously sexy, creepy. Yes. <laughs> and then you're like, well, why are they romanticizing him? It's like, well, because you gave them a way to romanticize him. Why didn't you cast somebody who was actually creepy? Exactly. The Evan Peters does not give creepy creepy vibes which uh jeffrey dahmer when you look at him they they often say him in the media like he did just kind of seem like an everyman yeah but there's an underlying film of like ick yeah and it's because it's from the midwest yeah frankly yeah so he just seems like he he smells salty i don't know that's (laughs) that's the best way i can describe it I want. I really want to watch the Dahmer series 4D experience, so they like spray in the smell of rotting meat every time somebody comes in to complain about it, and it just like slowly trickles into the theater. That would be spectacular. It, it, the Dahmer series. I personally. So can we talk about the Dahmer series for a hot? Yeah, second? let's just go into that first. The Dahmer series. I as I put it on, I was like, this will be interesting. Whatever, I'll watch it. And the second I saw produced by Ryan Murphy, I'm like, this <laughs> is going to be a shit show. I am very familiar with Ryan Murphy's work. The uh, creator of American Horror Story. He's cr- done other things too. He's done Nip Tuck, American Horror Story. He did Glee. Oh yeah, that's right. He's the Glee guy, and like he's in such a weird. Is he a homosexual? He's in such a weird gay adjacent. He is. So I was actually talking to my good friend Ash about this because they also also hate Ryan Murphy, and their specific words were, "I don't understand how someone can be so gay and so homophobic at the same time." Yeah, which is definitely the vibe that I got from the Dahmer series. Yes, they they were explaining, they're like, if you look at Ryan Murphy's body of work, there is not a moment where the gay or queer character gets horribly bruder, uh, horribly murdered or brutally maimed for yeah. whatever reason. They're never like the star. They're never just there because they happen to be gay. Like it, it is always yeah. so they can be a victim. And, and like that was the whole thing with Jeffrey Dahmer was like he was a gay man that preyed on gay black individuals. And he... 
it it was specifically his thing, but somehow they managed to paint that in an even worse light than the actuality was. Well, because it it frames this really weird narrative, like going along with the context of the story of it being like people feel uncomfortable around gay people. Mm -hmm. But it also paints the picture of, and they're right to feel that way because these people are fucking weird. And it's like, wait, no, that seems like that's, I get like this one is weird, but it kind of makes it that like people's woes about the entire community at that time were valid. Yeah. (laughs) And they were not. Yes. (laughs) Same way as they're not now. That that was so everybody was applauding like we got to see it from the victim's eyes. I'm sorry. I desperately disagree with that argument that it was painted through the victim's eyes. If you're showing it not from the killer's perspective, there should not be a single moment in the series where it is just the killer because then it is immediately from their perspective. But I think that like and I agree with that, but I think that if we're going to make these series the way that people are going to make them anyway, and I kind of told you about this, it's just like, just kind of own up to the fact that you're exploiting this. Yeah. Like, and that's my biggest frustration with this, and it's always my like my biggest frustration with most things, is like the intent behind it, and like the verbalized intent, where it's like, no, 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 this is supposed to be about the victims. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure that's a thought going through your mind, mm-hmm. but again, you also you know cast a ripped evan peters yep to play this role and be shirtless and like half naked the whole time and, and flexing himself was jeffrey dahmer like a super ripped guy i thought he was just skinny i mean he did do weightlift like the, he lifted weights i mean i think he was just a normal and i mean i'm not i guess i'm not saying evan peters is like the most ripped guy but like you can tell that there were he, gl- lots of glorifying <laughs> shots yeah it's like again it's like the way you frame it within the narrative that it's like no you you have creative control over that and you know that you're painting this person this way mm-hmm. and i get where it can be a little bit convoluted when you do it through this many episodes for this long and they're crossing this many stories and you're trying to be historically accurate but like still make it interesting mm-hmm. but yeah it just it just felt weird. <laughs> it's it it's a, it was an icky series and not icky in the right way. Yeah. Not to say I, I enjoyed it for the most part, but yeah, it made me feel like I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. I I, and I thought that it was weird that people didn't talk about weren't aren't talking about that. The 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 ickiness no, because people people love true crime. Uh uh, our, uh, my favorite people, I still am not sure if they're your favorite people, but Red Letter Media, Jay Bauman, your most hated character on red letter media jay i don't hate jay 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 <laughs> had some the, the things he says are stupid <laughs> no he had a brilliant moment he on twitter was like true crime is the fight club for soccer moms and i was like that oh, is for sure is exactly it and this came out at the right time true cli- true crime is like peaking in terms of popularity it's always yeah. been like this cult but people are super super into it now so which j- with that being said i hope in my lifetime as this version of me i'm sure i'll have to see one in my 40s or 50s if i make it that far uh-huh. i hope this is the current apotheosis of jeffrey dahmer <laughs> retellings like come on like i hope i also hope it's the end of evan peters doing this role it's time for him to move on and do something else yeah. he's obviously really fucking good at this and i feel like he actually wants to be an actor who's not doing the same thing over and over and over again yeah so let's w- let him move on. Also, talk about somebody else. I want to see him shift into like a Paul Dano type of work. 
That could be interesting. Like, go go into, like, the weird kind of, like, everywhere thing that Paul Dano is doing. Because Paul Dano will bounce all over the place. Yeah, it'll be, like, a more mature version of what he started off doing. Yeah. Which was being, like, this weird, quirky side character in, like, feel-good pieces of work. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think... Or he can go on to, like, a more dramatic role. I thought he was really good in American Animals. And that's, like... Mm-hmm. He hasn't, I don't think I've really seen him do anything else like that. And that's kind of different from what he usually does. Yeah. He, I'm trying to think of it. I'm not too familiar with Evan Peters. Let me look up if you don't mind. Um, I want to see his body of work a little bit better. Because I mainly know him. I want to see his body a little bit better. No. Cradling a mannequin. Absolutely. (laughs) In whitey tighties honestly when we got to the mannequin shot i was like this is beautifully framed this was exactly like the requiem one you just like that above like that bird's eye view sex shot i do you really do that could be in any movie and be like wow this is gorgeous (laughs) it's like okay (laughs) it's in 50 shades of gray no 50 shades of gray did not have that shot once (laughs) <laughs> they, have, they have a bad version of it because it's like on the angle to show you that it is a mirrored ceiling but it's like okay i i like the bird's eye sex shot because one it takes like the sexy element out of it and just becomes art it looks like a painting <laughs> if you're gonna do a sex scene put the camera on the ceiling i'm down i'm here for it so it's he tasteful. oh yeah that's right he's in the office oh yeah you get spanked yeah <laughs> by steve carell <laughs> and again that's that, that like yeah he's just that kind of like weird interloper yeah also again why didn't they give him blue contacts they gave fucking what's her shit blue contacts to be marilyn monroe Ana de armas yes well, they were trying to counter the everything else hispanic about her that was happening so they had to they had to make up some stuff yeah let me know when you want to go into that because i have some thoughts because that also made me feel icky (laughs) okay let's uh let's just jump because i i can't talk a lot about evan peters because i really don't know a lot of his stuff um other than the fact that again i would like to put on the record i did not enjoy the jeffrey dahmer series and i think ryan murphy needs to stop be given someone needs to stop giving ryan murphy money like stop doing it or if they are he needs a babysitter because he cannot keep his hands a producer, off stuff. It's, a producer who's PC. It's so bad. It's so... I do like Nip Tuck, though. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Nip Tuck. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Seeing a woman saw her boob off with a turkey carver in the middle of a waiting room. Spoilers. It's, it's <laughs> iconic. It's so iconic. You're the type of person who would have, like, the messiest divorce, but, like, still go over to their house to, like, use their, like, TV or something. (laughs) Like, the entire relationship is so wrapped up in litigation, but here you are with, like, a Dolby surround sound just, like, binging Chernobyl for the 10th time. (laughs) And he's like, Paige, you literally don't even live here anymore. You have not unpacked in your new apartment at all. We've already charged you for trespass. Like, what more yeah. can we do? <laughs> like, restraining order comes next. And I'm like, I need to see... I need to see Stellan Skarsgård say more lines. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, All right. Let's let's go into Ana de Armas. Uh, the stunt casting. This of- made me feel so icky. <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me why it made you feel so icky, and, like. Sasha. 
Well, first off, I have to give this disclaimer to the 10 fucking people who listen cuz I guess Marilyn Monroe is a heated topic. What did you so- no, what did you say? You were like, I don't understand why so many white people love Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I don't. I really don't get it. <laughs> They're don't. obsessed with her and it's like, are you a descendant? You there's no way you're a fan of that many of her movies. Like <laughs> It's the same thing about people being a fan of Queen Elizabeth. What did she do? I know. <laughs> I I have had that feeling like in my heart of like just not understanding people with Marilyn Monroe, but you perfectly, perfectly I, articulated it. Yeah, because like I and I, I'm it's totally fine to like kind of because clearly she had kind of a fascinating career and she's probably one of like the first celebrities. Yeah. In America. And that's historically interesting but i don't think that that's why people like her for whatever reason so i don't understand what it is about her that transcends time (laughs) and makes people so personally attached to this girl who Uh, literally who did exist (laughs) she she was like the first very public train wreck and like her mental illness and her problems were exploited by Hollywood. Like they haven't been doing that with literally everybody. Yeah. Like we. Th- I mean, I'm sure we'll see a Britney Spears biopic before we die. Oh, absolutely. And but it'll like, probably go similarly to this, and it will unfortunately probably come way sooner than it should. Oh yeah. It'll probably happen when she's still alive. And like it's the people forget like judy garland and stuff like that like the i just watched the documentary with judy with renee zellweger which was like a bit of a hot mess but like an accurate portrayal of like yeah judy garland was horribly exploited throughout all of that yeah for everything and marilyn monroe was the same way but for some reason people just love marilyn monroe i'm assuming it's because she died so early and but like I feel like people I mean it's probably because he's a man but like people don't have that same thing about James Dean like he has mega fans but you don't see James Dean fans getting like pissed off at like weird portrayals of him yeah they're totally like that's who he was who gives a fuck like yeah so yeah this movie made me feel very gross but like in the right kind of way where I knew I was supposed to feel gross yeah so that worked, but I'm sorry. Ana de Armas is straight in the uncanny valley. <laughs> what in the fuck is that thing? I want to feel so bad for her, but like my brain cannot even identify it as a human. And I feel so bad because I deeply love her and she's still gorgeous. <laughs> and I think that makes it worse. I think I become more confused. <laughs> it's like I'm looking at like an AI generated casting. So, so I honestly I should do that I should do that and put it into my AI app and generate an Ana de Armas Marilyn Monroe and it would be exactly the same it would be horrifying I did the Evan Peters Dahmer and it's terrifying but also he still has blue fucking eyes just need to point that out it's the one fucking thing they miss but yeah sorry I just every time she's on screen I couldn't stop like looking at her and I didn't like the intent behind it <laughs> That that so you're gonna have to fill me in because I couldn't even finish it. Like I oh. was in, I was enjoying the vibe, but then the, it the vibe reached, is very good. The, it reached a point when I went to pause to like go to the bathroom, and I saw the runtime was like three hours long, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I don't care about this actual woman. I don't care about whatever the hell they've plastered Ana de Armas in to make her look as American as possible. 
I'm sick of trying to decipher this back and forth accent she's doing. I I couldn't. Oh. I got to the 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 warped vision threesome sex scene, and I was oh, like, "Oh, that's it. That's only like twenty minutes in." Yep, and you. Can the movie like, is like three out. First off, I also want to say I leveled up my movie endurance. Oh, this really? Past week because I watched like four movies that were all cl- way closer to three hours <laughs> than they were to anything else. What movies did you watch? Tar is almost three hours long. Okay. Blonde is almost three hours long. Um, and I saw Triangle of Sadness, which is almost three hours long. And the movies I saw before that was Van Helsing, which is also almost <laughs> three hours long. Van Helsing is not three hours long. Van it's Hel- two. It's over two, isn't it? Is it two? Or it no. is. Or it is two. It, it doesn't feels feel like, like a fucking it. eternity. Feels like it's over <laughs> way too soon. Van Helsing runtime. Two hours and eleven minutes. Shit. That's yeah. That's that's a lot for, for how convoluted that story. Is. That's feels, a lot. Feels like lightning speed. Feels like a drink of water, <laughs> like a cold sip of water on a hot Arizona day. <laughs> it's a breath of fresh air. But yeah, no. And I guess I feel like that's also what made me feel icky about the movie was like I ended up being like, wow, I like actually kind of enjoyed that. Okay. Um, but, and I, like, I want to watch it again. Like, I really liked it that much that I would watch it again and sit through the three hours. Mm-hmm. But it just makes me feel, and you know me, I like feeling gross at movies. Yeah. I just can't look at her. She looks like if somebody grabbed her, she would just slide right out. <laughs> like a fucking, like, a wet snake. And people are grabbing her all the time. <laughs> I... I think it's the wig. The wig was too good. It's the wig and whatever the fuck they did to whitewash her. She is yeah. like four shades lighter. And I, whatever that treatment is, someone needs to give that to me. <laughs> I want to be white. <laughs> but she, again, like if my features just turned white, it would look fucking weird. She looks too ethnic to just <laughs> become. Like I know she is a light skin. Yeah, she she's, has pretty racially ambiguous features. But to just make her like hardcore Amer, like Dutch or whatever Marilyn Monroe was, to be like yeah. blonde hair, blue eyes, white skin in the fifties or sixties or whatever. What time period was she from? Did I didn't get that totally wrong. I feel like I got the that the fifties totally and sixties. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, I was just like, I can't, I can't believe this. I just. She yeah, she is she is a white Hispanic woman, but like it's it there's there's a there's a difference with like white Hispanics. There's there's an undertone that is different than like your typical white American person. It's it's more of like an olive, like a brown hue. Like it it has a different yeah. bit of tinge. And when you dress that up and try to make it fully white, it just looks bizarre. It looks weird, and especially and I feel like it I can't tell. And again, I think I just felt like it was one of those movies where so much shit was happening and being thrown at you. Yeah. And it was all very simple stuff, but it was being thrown in such an aggressive way. Yeah. It was like hard for my brain to like, like process it. And so like the fact that it keeps switching between like color and black and white, it makes her look even stranger. And it's just like, and I guess I'm just kind of is this kind of sad to see stories like that where it's just like yep everybody in hollywood raped me and abused me and now i'm going to kill myself yeah and it's kind of like there are a lot of like very beautiful and like are like tastefully done movies that cover that same kind of shit and there are less tasteful movies that cover that same kind of shit 
And I'm just curious why this garnered so much like toward but again i think it's just people's obsession with marilyn monroe it's 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 exactly that so one that i do want to mention that you talk about like that topic being covered one movie that i watched about that topic and really hold on a second just a second here please holding one thing that i did want to cover cover with what you mentioned about that topic being done tastefully that i did watch was a movie called the assistant which is all just like a, a a detached take on like the harvey weinstein scenario and literally having his assistant watch these women come in and have to deal with it and it's very tastefully done it's very like low-key and it's all up to the interpretation of the viewer and like what the people working underneath him would have to deal with and how like impactful that is that's a good way to not make it like on the nose like beating your face yeah Where this is just like, yes, we should talk about what is actually happening to these people, but you have to understand that it, it, it feels exploitive if you do it that direct. Yeah. And it also feels like extra. And and I feel bad because like Ana de Armas is like clearly giving it, like she's doing a great performance for what she can, but like the way she's struggling with like pronouncing things and like trying to do that and have a conversation and be in like these very intense scenes, it starts to make like a lot of the deliveries just feel super disingenuous. Yeah. To the point where, yeah, it kind of feels like they're like mocking what's happening. And there were like moments where just like just line delivery, I just kind of like cackled out loud and I was just like, I don't think that's what you guys wanted me to do here. That's that's the other thing. Like, I don't understand why either she didn't hire, not that she should, if they're going to actively cast Ana de Armas, who literally just learned how to speak English fluently while filming uh, No Time to Die, which came out, what? Two years ago? Two years a year, ago. A year ago? She's going to have an accent. So if you're actively casting this person that has been very open about just learning English fluently... And not hiring a vocal coach to work with her with that accent. Like, you're you're going to have problems and that's bad on you. And no no offense to anybody with accents. Half my family has accents. Yeah, and I think her accent sounds nice. Like, it, it doesn't detract from her acting at all. But it's just for, for this. It detracts from this role. On top of everything else. And I also just kind of feel like on a production standpoint... Because she posted, like, this thing on Instagram where it was, like, a speed run of her, like, going through the makeup she has to go into every single day to become Marilyn Monroe. And it's just kind of, like, wasn't, like, Sydney Sweeney up for this role? Who's, yeah. like, already blonde, white, and blue-eyed. Yeah. Like, I, and, like, yeah, I mean, if they're, the makeup director is happy to do that, because I'm sure that looks great on her resume that she did that. But... I just feel like that's kind of a huge chunk of time to spend every single day to literally whitewash somebody physically in a chair and then have them perform it and keep it up yeah. for 10 hours a day. Yeah. And it's- I guess that sounds like so much more offensive, like being like, they're whitewashing her. I'm not like, I don't think anything about this is racist. No, they're... <laughs> It like, just feels weird. She she is she is in the technical term a white woman, but she's not an Americanized white woman. And that's that's what they tried to like force down our throat is like this is a full blooded American woman that's like been a poet. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm sorry. When you say like Mr. Producer, it is it's fine, I'm Cuban, I can do that accent. Uh it's uh it it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Why did no one say they I hate this movie, but Cloud Atlas, they have everybody playing whatever race they want 
Um, but they, I noticed when I was watching uh, Cloud Atlas, they had, I think she's Korean. They switched her over to white, which that's a conversation in and of itself as, yeah. to, as to why they did that. Uh, but they also hired a vocal coach to make sure that all of her pronunciation during her lines when she was quote unquote white uh, were delivered with an American accent. And that's a hard accent to fight, but they took the time to sit there and be like, yeah. this is how you have to say every single syllable. Why would you not do that with Ana de Armas? Yeah. And it, and it just like... It feels almost, like, cruel in a way, especially because of, like, the whole issues Marilyn as a character in the movie is having with, like, trying not to be exploited, trying not to be seen as a bimbo or as a joke. Yeah. And then you put that in on it as the production-wise, and, like, she has these, like, daddy issues. And, again, it kind of gives me the same shit as Dahmer, where it's, like, you're right to feel this way. Like, your people yeah. are right to judge her this way off the get-go. And it's, like, that seems like it's completely at odds with what the movie's trying to say because the whole point of making a three hour long movie about this woman i would assume is so that you don't just judge her yeah <laughs> like by looking at her you know kind of the context of it so it just seems like weird choices to me it 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 was an interesting choice again like you said this playing marilyn monroe regardless of anything is the role of a lifetime and i do applaud them for taking a chance with Ana de Armas for this, I it yeah. just it backfired, and my, that's I guess that's also where I think it's cruel. It kind of to me on like a technical level, it seemed like it would only have backfired. Like this seems like it only would have gotten bad buzz, and it's only existing to to exist and to make a quick bit of spectacle. Yeah. And unfortunately, like I don't think that the people who get cast in these kinds of movies see it that way because they have to become these characters, no matter how shitty a movie is. Like. You could tell when an actor's actually trying and when they're not. And when they are, they, like, have to be there. Like, they have to be present. Yeah. They can't just, like, say this movie's a piece of shit and, like, half-ass it. Yeah. So, yeah, it just seems it just seems weird. It was, it was a bizarre choice. I do need to get around to finishing that movie. Is it worth finishing it? I would say so. Okay. I do I'm remember... I'm watch it. I do remember liking the intro with the mom a lot. Like, yeah. I was fully invested. When she just casually closes the door butt-ass naked on, like, a, an apartment that's on fire. <laughs> I do love I do love how much it normalizes a woman in the comfort of her own home just being topless. Because, like, that is so fucking true. Yeah. And I guess, I guess there... I didn't see... I haven't read anything about or, like, read any of the discourse going on with this movie. I just keep hearing people talk about it. Mm -hmm. But I guess a lot of people were offended by the nudity. What? Uh, yeah, but I just wanted Who's to be like, Who's ever actually is... offended by nudity? That's what I'm saying. So I don't think that's real. <laughs> that seems fake. And especially because, like, yeah, the nudity is, you know, glamorized. But also, yeah, she's just, like, reading through mail and her tits are out. Like, <laughs> fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> actually same. I can't. I can't. I can't with people. People have, like, useless opinions on, on things that they, they just sit there and they just spout nonsense where they're just looking for things to be mad about instead of actually using, like, four brain cells to look for the actual problem within the piece. Yeah. And I feel like complaining about the nudity is, an, is a nonsensical issue because, one, it paints to, like, yeah, Marilyn Monroe was constantly portrayed 
as like this like slutty bimbo so it would make sense in the context of the film to be portraying her as that as a like kind of like hey audience what do you think of all of all this being seen but also we're gonna tell you how to think about this (laughs) (laughs) thanks movie (laughs) i had my own thought (laughs) it's it's some garbage have you seen the assistant though i haven't i think Either you told me about it, or somebody else told me about it, or I read something about it. But it's I've heard of it before. I, w- I would watch The Assistant. It's very good. Um, I forget who's in it. Uh, it's you a gotta watch that- Tar if you want to learn about grooming. Tar? The Kate Blanchett movie. Okay, I thought that's what it was. It's about grooming? Yeah. It's Kate Blanchett, no! It's, it's kind of like, dude, it's kind of like Whiplash, but from Fletcher's perspective and Kate Blanchett is Fletcher. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> does she throw a chair? I think she does better. She does she better does, than throw a chair? I think she does better than throw a chair. Um, How good was Kate Blanchett? Oh, she's fucking incredible. I love her so much. So I don't know if this ruins... I don't think this ruins the movie because you can just look this up. And it, it's actually been like a big like conversation on the internet. Okay, so it's not about a real person. No. I did not know that going in. I didn't know if it was or not. But like the movie starts and it takes place in 2022. So it's like, whoa, wait. <laughs> making this about a woman while she's still alive? <laughs> and like the beginning of the movie is like an interview with her character. And it goes on for like... 15 minutes oh but i could listen to Kate blanchett talk for yeah hours. but it's kind of terrifying because by the end of that interview like you s- cannot see Kate blanchett like she just is that character that's the beauty of her. and i was like please for the love of god tell me this is not a real woman because i'm like if this was her she's gone <laughs> like Kate blanchett just stole her entire existence in 15 minutes and i was just like she also threatens a little girl in German and says that she's someone's father, which I think you'll really appreciate. Oh. It's uh, pretty good. I'm getting chills and I haven't even seen this movie. Kate Blanchett, like, she's a powerhouse. She always has been a powerhouse, but I've been waiting for her powerhouse piece. And this is it, isn't it? Which I don't think it's going to get, like, any real... I mean, she's been winning a lot of festivals for it, but I don't think I don't think this is going to be, like, an Oscar bait movie. Ugh. It would be cool if it were. I don't really know what else is going to come out this year that'll be up. up. I have to... I have to go back and look through the list. I mean, she already got her... She has two Oscars, I think. So she she's had some powerhouse pieces. Yeah. She has Blue Jasmine and she did the Elizabeth franchise. I just feel like this is such a fun, pretentious movie to be like, yeah, this won the Oscars. Yep. And it's about music. <laughs> <laughs> you you sent me a message. You're like, Paige, the universe is calling you. Yeah. Mercury truly is in retrograde, guys. <laughs> it sent Tar down to page i was screaming <laughs> i was like this is everything i've ever wanted she basically it also like the like she dresses like you for the whole movie yeah basically like wears that outfit she's always just like in like sweaters or like a weird type of like blazer suit <laughs> i need more blazers that's been one thing i've been meaning to pick up from goodwill yeah it's fucking blazers oh I'm supposed to hate Kate Blanchett's character in this movie, aren't I? I'm going to end up loving her. It's hard not. She just does such a good It's one of those characters where it's like, you're doing so good at being the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are literally the best at being the worst. <laughs> and those characters I just have such a hard time with because, like, 
I know I should be rooting against you. Because, like, I know as soon as I start rooting for you, I'm going to regret it. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's one of those movies that's, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek. Mm-hmm. My only issue with it was it was, like, a little too vague. But, again, like, I want I want Darren Aronofsky craziness at every third act of yeah. every movie ever. You're welcome So when I don't get that from 90% of the movies I watch, <laughs> a little part of me cries. <laughs> we may be getting that soon. I just need to... If they got I, another award. Yeah. What's, I saw the rating on The Whale. So let's talk about The Whale briefly. Because yes. we've, we've brought this up a lot. So first of all, shout out to Brendan Fraser. Finally getting your moment. Uh, we're so sorry for everything that happened to you. Um, I'm just happy it's going to come back around. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god. He okay. Won, he, it, it won he won the award and he won up like like everything everywhere won best movie like after Yang won a, another award and after Yang is supposed to be super good. Yeah. Um and then this one and like a couple other things. But it's like doing really well with like the some of the best movies this year. So, let me talk about the IMDb rating journey I've gone on with this movie. Oh god, movie. what's it at now? <laughs> uh it's at a 10 out of 10. No fucking way. It's, d- dude, I swear. Look it up right now. I'm it says 10 out of there, 10 I on my I don't think I've ever seen it. I mean, it has. Granted, it hasn't. I don't usually check movie ratings before they come out. No, because they're all a mess. But this is the well, most. And it's all only fans. The only people who are rating movies right now are people who like it. You're not going to rate this movie and be like, eh. But I've never seen this. I've never seen this happen 10 out of 10 even before it came out. Like, it's always like That's in the nines. Fucking absurd. Wait, but, where is where is the star? But it's, like, messed up, because it's, like, IMDb, 10 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes, 71%, Metacritic, 65%. So it's, like, what is happening here? Yeah. But I've seen this movie go from, like, a 9.2 to, like, an 8.6. Then it jumped down to, like, a 6.5 out of 10, and I was, like, what is happening? And now the where the real important, where the ratings actually matter for movies. Sponsor me, hashtag letterboxd. (laughs) The whale. (laughs) I mean, it's a 3.9 out of 5 with 1.9 reviews. For an Aronofsky movie, before it comes out, that that's not bad. I just... we need All we need is our trailer. I know, I know. I keep bothering them on Instagram. Because we w- only have, like, what, two months now, almost? Yeah, and the release date, out? first of all, they lied to us with the release date. They're like, it's coming out November 2nd. Or whatever. Or did it say September at some point? No, you're I right. Imagine that. It did say September. It or says was that se- his book. No, 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 no. His no. book did come out in September. Maybe I don't know. The point is that they they sat there and they're like, it's coming out like in the past. It 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 has already come out. And then one day they were just like, nope, coming out on Christmas. And it's like, what is happening? Just give me the release date and give me a goddamn trailer. Black Swan had a trailer like six months in advance. Yeah. I keep <laughs> I keep making a jo- making this joke with movies this year about being like I just don't think this movie exists. <laughs> <laughs> like for Don't Worry Darling, the long I was just like, this is just a trailer. This whole thing doesn't exist. That's also some fucking stunt casting gone wrong. Oh yeah, we had Harry Styles for one. Florence Pugh. We had Harry Styles drop a whole a whole ton of bricks. Not what? just a ball. He didn't drop a ball. He dropped a whole ton of bricks. <laughs> Everybody's saying he's really, really bad, and I've just seen the clip of him like pouting, and I'm just like, I gave this to you, Alice. <laughs> I, I'm like, I feel like this could be taken out of context. I need to see the whole scene. The the problem is, is just like, 
just nobody gave him any direction. Like the boy doesn't know how to act. He's a no. singer. No. Give him some fucking classes. Teach him how to walk and chew gum at the same time. Because one of my friends was like, oh, he's not that bad. I'm like, he literally can't make eye contact and say his lines at the same time. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's he, not that bad, but he's not that experienced. He's our David Bowie. Like, it's, and David Bowie, I love David Bowie, you know, national treasure. But, like, the dude could not act. He was there for camp, and that was it. But I it's, think Harry Styles could act. I think somebody just needs to actually make him do it instead of just like putting him in makeup and handing him a script and being like, hey, memorize this and show up on Tuesday. But Okay, like, but looking like, good. But like then it, are you acting? Because I feel like that should be a given as, a, as an actor and a, a, probably one that's getting the paycheck that Harry Styles is getting. But see, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's exactly the mentality that's putting him in this position. It's because like everybody, but like... Not everybody's born to be an actor. Harry Styles definitely is not. He's just doing this. Yeah. And he's very talented at other things. Mm -hmm. But, like, he still needs help on this. Like, yes, no, somebody... No, I I, I think that he's that inexperienced with, like, screen acting. And he's been doing stage acting, like, performing for so long. Somebody needs to sit him down and be like, no, this is how you do it. Like, this is the difference. Yeah. This is this and this is that because I just don't think anybody does. Like that's what it seems like to me because it seems like he's trying. It seems like he wants to. It just seems like he literally can't. I'm curious what what's his IMDb because like I know he got thrown in the Marvel franchise. It was Harry underscore Styles at IMDb.com. <laughs> you said what's his IMDb? <laughs> so. <laughs> I hate it when you take things literally. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have a choice. That's all life is. (laughs) Okay. So first of all, first of all, I want you to know that the IMDb for him is just like, all of it is Harry Styles sign of the times music video. Like it's all that. That's what I'm saying. He's not an actor. Give him some fucking classes before you make him a leading man (sighs) in a psychodrama that is being shot as a director's second feature film. Yeah. Like, all about that just spells fucking disaster. So his first official thing that he ever did was technically iCarly. He showed up as himself, but I'm going <laughs> to... I remember I, that episode. I'm going to move past that. His first official thing was in Dunkirk. The movie yep, where I saw n- that. nobody's talking. <laughs> like, nobody's talking. He's, he's during- literally the only person with with speaking lines, and he's only just like... We gotta get out of the boat. Yep. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> get down. What are you, a fucking commie? And like that whole movie was casted as like, do you look British and can we put dirt on you? Perfect, you're hired. Yeah. Like that's what it was. So like I can't even count Dun- Dunkirk. And then that's, yeah. That's he- what I'm saying. This is not the movie for him. Yeah. Like- you swapped out Shia LaBeouf. Who has literally been acting <laughs> since, since he was like, in he diapers? Was like four, yeah. And you were gonna just be like, "Oh, he's been doing. He's done it." It's like, okay. I know. I'll be. I, I make. I make sure with when I give my scathing reviews of that fucking movie, even though I do really enjoy it. But when I fucking tear it to bits, I always make sure that Booksmart doesn't get caught in the crossfire because <laughs> so many fucking people try to go there. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not the movie we're talking about. No. Nope. We're shitting on this movie. Yep. We don't shit on Booksmart. Separate separate the pieces, okay? Yeah. It's... The only crit- critique I'll allow is people being like, 
Booksmart was her first film and then she did this? Yeah. That's ambitious. And then you would be correct. She yes. should not have done this for her second movie. That's it. Like, we, we do the <laughs> same thing with Booksmart is not Aaron- a prerequisite. <laughs> we do the same thing with Aronofsky. Like, what people want to be like, Aronofsky sucks. He made Noah. We go, we don't talk about that movie. Like, we're yeah. not talking about Noah right now, okay? We're talking about Mother, which everybody hates except for me. Well, at least, at least. And, like, yeah, and that's the other thing, like. Noah's still more Aronofsky, and he was more seasoned, so it's a little bit easier of a pass. But, like, and I think that's partly why I don't think this movie's going to sink Olivia Wilde's career. Because Booksmart and Don't Worry Darling are just so starkly different. Yeah. It's just kind of like, who signed off to let her do this? (laughs) I wonder if she was supposed to direct it, or if she was just a producer, and people were like, I don't want to direct this. And she was like, I'll do it. I've done a movie. That's probably what it... I think it was a mixture of that, and also her... I think she sought this movie out, from what it sounds like, but who knows how much is just, like, media talk. Yeah, because there's so much happening with all of this. To me, it just kind of seemed like she more wanted to be in the movie, which she is in the movie. And something tells me that the scenes where she is in the movie are the only time she was on set. Yeah. But (laughs) I think she wanted to be in the movie and she wanted her name on the movie and she wanted the movie to be good. I just don't think she wanted to do all of the legwork that was necessary to carrying something this complicated from beginning to end. And I'm not saying this is like a mind fuck of a movie but like it's on a ambitious. story it's if it's your second feature film yeah this is incredible and your again and your first feature film is a feel good high school comedy yeah <laughs> this is ambitious like and she this is tackling the, a lot she didn't have the chops it's not like the dude who like so again not to bring up chernobyl but the the dude's previous body of work was fucking due date the robert downey jr like Fuck car yeah. ride movie and then check yourself before you wreck yourself he <laughs> did that galpinakis <laughs> yes <laughs> he did chernobyl which it's like you need to know you have that secret thing inside you that can be able to handle yeah that. and olivia wilde was like maybe i do let's figure it out no you should not be figuring it out on a movie like this you need a buffer piece yeah this is too this i mean to be fair like suspense is probably one of the hardest genres to do Mm -hmm. because you need just that you need suspense which means having expert control over your pacing and performance Mm -hmm. and if you don't have that your movie is just not gonna work and that's Mm -hmm. exactly what happens in that movie it's like all of the like the plot points and all the reveals just don't work (laughs) because everything you've either seen in the trailers or it doesn't matter (laughs) or it's just like kind of retconned by something else that happens two minutes later so it's just like okay or it just cuts randomly to something else that seems to be a big favorite this year let's just cut to something else (laughs) i need to see this movie because i i need context of i don't want you to spoil the plot because i hear it's like one of those like fucky plots yeah yeah it's just yeah i refuse to pay money to go see it though i'm waiting until it comes (laughs) on streaming i refuse i love that fucking the avatar re-release outgrossed it on its own opening weekend i also kind of want to be like darren that's bold of you to release the whale in december it's gonna go up against avatar is it what avatar 2 is coming out in december oh yeah it's the christmas release this year i don't if i'm honest Based on the few unfortunate moments I've had to listen to Aronofsky speak, 
I don't think he gives a fuck. I don't he doesn't. think he doesn't care. No, but it, I mean, it just seems like a weird. <laughs> you don't think Christmas Darren Aronofsky movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for it. I will be in the theaters if it's still in theaters on Christmas. I feel like he releases all his movies in Christmas. I remember. Oh, does he? Theater. This will be the first one I've seen in theaters. So Okay. Mother was released. I know I went to go see it in like winter. Nope. Never mind. It was fucking September. What I'm doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Well, next try. I remember it being cold as hell. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Black Swan. You live in Michigan, though. So I'm sure it was cold as fucking July. Yeah. No, Black Swan was released December 3rd. So. <laughs> December 3rd, Mamma Mia. This is the German 3. Yeah, the Black Swan does feel like a Christmas movie. I'll even I'll even say <laughs> Noah feels like a Christmas movie. Black Swan is a Christmas movie. I totally see it. You watch the Santa Claus and you watch Black Swan back to you back. You watch Black Swan. We're going to have to do Black Swan 2 this Christmas. For oh Christmas my god. Season. Here we come to present our favorite Christmas film, Black Swan. Oh, speaking of, can I just... Uh, and we're just going to keep going. I'm just going to jump into a movie real quick that yes. I saw. It's kind of Black Swan related. Ooh. Netflix made uh, a psychodrama with Mila Kunis as the lead. Oh, you sent me a snap of that and I didn't understand what the hell you were talking about. I just... Watch the trailer for this fucking thing. I think and I did because I saw Mila Kunis <laughs> pop up on my on my Netflix like feed, and I was very intrigued by her eyebrows because they gave her so much thickness. She looks like Jennifer Connelly from like like she, as a communist. They, <laughs> She's like communist Connelly. So I'm fucking here for it. They they gave her the biggest eyebrows possible for and that. She's, and she's she's married to Finn Whitrock. Which, let me pull this up so I, I don't seem like I'm throwing in immeasurable amounts of shade. But they look very strange. He's Finn. He was in Dun... I think he was in Dunkirk. He's also in American Horror Story. Oh, he's this guy! Yeah. So that's her husband in the movie? That's that's her husband in the movie. Okay, poor, poor dude. He's not that short. But Mila Kunis... I think it's only just because I'm so aware of how small of a person Mila Kunis is. Yeah, she's tiny. They are... They just seem like they're basically the same height the whole movie. <laughs> I just checked. I mean, he's 5'9". She's my height. So it, I guess it's it seems like a pretty big gap. That's five inches, but... Did, did they just have her in lifts for framing? I guess, yeah, she is wearing... Oh, yeah, she's wearing heels the whole movie. But I'm like, that's a choice. Because he looks teeny tiny. Why because you- she's teeny tiny and she he's the same size as her because yeah no she's wearing like three inch heels the whole movie so that's why they look the same height if the if the feet don't show take the shoes off like what the that's, hell? What, that's what i'm saying like it's not that hard just flick them to the side but uh that movie is a trip especially after seeing blonde <laughs> Because it's basically 13 Reasons Why, but as a movie instead of a garbage TV show that goes on too long. <laughs> I, Seriously, how did they ring a fourth season out of that? I'm, I so, can't. So I secretly have seen all of 13 Reasons Why, but I've watched it with an audio commentary track of people talking over it the whole time. So I've seen it and know what happens, but in like a weird veil of like people making fun of the whole thing. That I have that relationship with a few things. Yeah. A, f- a few shows and movies. It it was a it was a great time, but like 
it, it, are you familiar with your movie suck.org or whatever that it's like, I think so yeah yeah they did a whole commentary track for the for entirety the, of 13 reasons why for like every episode for every episode and every Asian kid that shows up they're like isn't that the kid from 13 reasons why because it's just like <laughs> Because that kid is cast in, like, any CW show. It's always him. Yep. Um, no, that movie is an absolute train wreck. Like, Netflix just needs to reevaluate itself. What? Hold up. The music for this movie was composed by Linda Perry. Now, hold on. Wait, Linda Perry is the which hey, movie? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the, movie? Uh, the, the luckiest girl alive. Okay, okay. I didn't know she filmed, like, scored film. I mean, I think it's a pretty, I've learned that's kind of becoming more of a common thing. She also wrote Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Oh, lovely. You know, don't look at me. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look at me. (laughs) She she says that at the beginning of the song. She's like, don't look at me. No, nothing. All right. No, <laughs> that's no, fine. I'm sorry. That's fine. I don't think I even know that song. Beautiful, 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 how it, beautiful. How does it even? Every time I say that word, I just I start doing the you're beautiful, but that's not the same song. You're beautiful. It's true. What the? How the fuck does it go? I can't remember. All right, we're at an hour. I'm gonna wrap it up. Oh my bad. Just hang out. No, you're fine. I just we're just rambling now. You're right. And I have more things I want to talk about. So this is either going to be a two-hour-long episode or I have to cut it off right here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, are we just, just quitting or are we doing a goodbye? Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Because I did our first after... Have you listened to our first After Dark episode? I put it out and we just stopped recording. Like mid-sentence. <laughs> we Both of us. All engines just shut down in the middle of a conversation. So it's like, oh, okay. I guess we're done. <laughs> so good at this also i apologize book smart i realized going back the first like minute and a half of that is just silence <laughs> yeah okay i noticed that why didn't you say anything because i'm like what are you gonna do <laughs> just fix it i can go back and fix the file oh my oh, goodness i didn't know it was that easy I was for about you to say i'm not gonna fix it but i guess i i mean nobody's gonna listen to it retroactively but no but <laughs> you know what fuck it sit there with your thoughts maybe take some deep breaths for that first <laughs> that first minute and just really think about this podcast <laughs> and why you should tell more people to listen to it. Because <laughs> we give you quality thinking time. When you always tell yourself, I never have enough time for myself, that first minute and a half of emptiness and mixed reviews, that's your time for yourself. Did I tell you, real quick, real quick, somebody at work found our podcast and they clicked on a random episode. Guess which one and they watch? Butt boobs. They watch butt boobs. <laughs> How would you not? How could you not? Go, this is your reminder. Go watch Butt Boobs right now. Or listen to it if you haven't. It's iconic. When I die, that's all I want left of me. <laughs> all, right. all right. This was Mixed Reviews After Dark. We're going to be a little professional. We're not just going to stop talking. <laughs> yeah. This was Mixed this Reviews. This is now a 40-minute outro. This, <laughs> this was Mixed Reviews After Dark where we just talk aimlessly for no reason. I hope you enjoyed